Hi everyone, here's what's bothering me today. Are you a goalie who has ever dropped to your knees to try and cover as much of the ice as possible? Have you ever taken a slap shot? If so, you have the Colored Hockey League to thank. So, what's the Colored Hockey League? The Colored Hockey League was a all-men's Black Canadian Hockey League that was largely active from 1895 until the 1930s. Um, there's a long, rich, complicated history here, so we're just going to try and hit some of the main points, but there's a lot here, and it's a part of our heritage and our heritage of the game we love, our national winter sport, where a lot of black people, especially black Baptists, played a significant role in the development of the sport we know and love today. So, the Colored Hockey League of the Maritimes, known as the CHL, was founded by black Baptists and black intellectuals in Halifax, Nova Scotia in 1895. Um, it disbanded in 1911 and reformed in 1925, but fell apart again by the 1930s because, again, Great Depression. Um, the play was known to be fast, physical, and innovative. And the reason why it was innovative was because the only rules that they really used for hockey was the Bible. We'll get into that in a bit. But what ended up happening was um, th this league in general in, in the late 1890s, this was designed as a way of trying to get more people to go to church. So these various pastors would attract young black men to Sunday worship with the promise of a hockey game that would come um, between rival churches in the communities after they had their services. <laughs> in other words, wake up, get in your Sunday best, go to church, talk about Jesus Christ and love and goodness and all this stuff, and then go play a very fast-paced physical game of hockey fighting against other churches. I can think of nothing more quintessentially Canadian than that. Now, as a result, uh, later on and with the influence of the Black Nationalism Movement, uh, there was a rising interest in this sport of hockey, and it came to be seen, like this colored hockey league, it came to be seen as a potential avenue for the furthering of equality of Black Canadians, especially by giving it more of a national theater, if you will. The original idea was, again, to get, you know, people's butts into church, but it also came out of uh, hearing of similarly successful efforts with the sport of baseball in the United States. You know, we're all going to come to church and then we're going to go out and have a baseball game. Good old American fun. But they thought, hey, we're Canadian, frozen pond, let's do hockey instead of baseball. That's kind of where the idea came from. And um, this ended up forming a variety of um, different sports teams, but the main sort of leaders or the creators of the Colored Hockey League were, um, it, it's mostly attributed to four men. You have Pastor James Borden of Dartmouth Church, James A.R. Kinney, a Cornwallis Streets Church layman and later the first black graduate of the Maritime Business College, James Robinson Johnston, who was the first black graduate of the Dartmouth University Law Program, and Henry Sylvester Williams, a Trinidadian law student at Dalhousie University and later founded the first Pan-African Conference in 1900. So these were the kind of chief black community intellectuals in Nova Scotia at the time. You know, and they had their own influences like Booker T. Washington among them, but they decide that uh, you know, each church would sort of have its own 
team and each community would have its team and then they started to form this league around it some of these teams would then uh play in these sort of quick round robins to determine who would participate in their version of a challenger cup so the way this worked and it's the way the stanley cup used to work is um you would sort of have teams that would challenge and then whoever won that challenge they were the champions and then for the next season people would fight for the opportunity to challenge the champions so the champions didn't have to play they just had to defend their title that's kind of how it worked however some of the uh struggles with um you know being a colored hockey league is they again were living in racist times and had to wait for the white people to finish using the ice so uh, they were only permitted arena access after the white leagues were finished with their seasons, which meant these games with the Colored Hockey League could only be conducted between late January and early March. So it's basically a limited eight-week playing window that they all had to viciously compete for, hence why it became a very competitive and very interesting to watch hockey league. And then, you know, it, it all ties into the Challenger Cup, as I mentioned. And this is how it went on for several seasons. And again, as I said, games were played with no official rules other than the Bible. And this resulted in a more, like I said, physical form of hockey, which is just great about, you know, God is love, God is life, be kind to your neighbor. And then 30 minutes later, there they are, you know, checking each other into the sides and tripping each other and getting into fistfights on the ice because, oh, come on, didn't you see it was offside? So... It's an interesting part of our collective Canadian heritage here. And um, because of this, their championship games, and because of how competitive it was, they were competing on a level not dissimilar from those of the white people. And in this case, it meant that um, they also had to be quick on their feet, and it necessitated new techniques and strategies which brings us to goalies dropping to their knees and um trying to uh sort of create an early form of the slap shot which was contributed to the player eddie martin who was again one of the black players in the colored hockey league as for the goalie thing that's attributed to henry braces franklin in the colored hockey league and these were confirmed to have been displayed prior to what we consider as professional hockey play so a lot of again you know thank you george dixon and thank you colored hockey league for giving us some of the most memorable and well-known aspects of the sports of boxing and ice hockey and and you know that that really just brings it all the more home to me about why i felt compelled to make this series there is so much black history in Canada and so much of it that comes from the black Nova Scotians. And yet the history is not known outside of the black Nova Scotian community. And now it's getting better in Nova Scotia in general, but outside of that, it's really not well known. People are more familiar with Acadian history than they are the history of the black Nova Scotians. Both should absolutely be celebrated in Canada to this day. And it's just really unfortunate that it isn't, you know, here we are loving our sports and thinking that, you know, it's, it's Canada's game and black people had a crucial role to play in the furthering and the development of it. 
as a professional sport. But we don't honor it because that history was buried by racists. There is so much incredible, amazing, and wonderful black history in this nation of ours. And the fact that we don't know more about it is definitely what's bothering me today. 